0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rant and Grow. This is your host, Tulio Sergusa. And today I'm joined by Kimberly Weefling. Hi, Kimberly. Welcome to Rant and Grow.
1: Thanks. Happy to be here, Tulio.
0: Excellent. So I'm looking forward to speaking with you about a topic that I think a lot of people struggle with you know, how to achieve what seems impossible. And the definition of what's impossible varies for a lot of people, but I think we're talking about like the extraordinary right what is really seems impossible but before we go into that topic and why that's such an important topic to you personally, why you make you've made that sort of a life mission for yourself, let's get to know you a little bit, Kimberly, please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you
1: well, thanks, Julio. You know, I like to tell my life journey because I think. Our life journeys tell a lot about who we are today. I was born in the rural areas of Pittsburgh, daughter of a welder. My brothers were welders. My dad was a welder. If I was a boy, I would have been a welder. Since I was a girl, I joined the military out of high school, uh, repaired electronics, got my GI Bill, went to college for seven years to become a physicist. (laughs) So I have a master's in physics and a bachelor's degree in chemistry and physics. And if that didn't seem impossible, nothing does. Worked for Hewlett-Packard for 10 years and seven different jobs. Then I, uh, been in, being in the Silicon Valley, I jumped into the world of the Silicon Valley startups because all that job security was really getting boring. And I had three different jobs and three different startups in three years because of the And then in the dot-com bust in 2001, I started my own consulting business and never looked back. It's been a wild ride consulting all over the world, mostly with globalizing Japanese companies helping them with leadership, team effectiveness, organizational cultures, design thinking, project management, wrote my book about project management called Scrappy Project Management, and recently launched Kimberly Camp, which is determined to transform planet Earth for the better with those who want to support that kind of craziness.
0: Awesome. All right. So, Kimberly, every guest I have on here, there's a reason they've chosen to talk about their topic. To make that their life mission, in helping other people do the same thing. What was the breakthrough or the break you moment mm-hmm. that made you want to take this approach to helping other people and make this your mission? You know, to 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 achieve what seems to be impossible. Was there something that happened? Obviously yes, I was working
1: at Hewlett Packard. I was in a workshop. With Barbara Fittipaldi in 1995. And she was trying to convince me that I was somehow contributing to the stuff I was complaining about. And that I had the power to change my life. And I went crying from the room because I'm like, no, no, I really am a helpless victim. But after a couple of <laughs> hours and a few days of thinking it over, I realized, oh my gosh, I am somehow contributing to the life I'm creating and I do have the power to change it. It's kind of a double-edged sword.
0: Interesting. Sounds like a woman with a lot of wisdom.
1: Yeah, she was amazing. She told me, Kimberly, don't you deny your own power. I don't want to hear you talking bad about yourself ever again.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I'll share a dirty little secret to those listening. Uh, One of the key things, whether you're doing life coaching or executive coaching or even therapy, uh, that is common amongst uh, people is this idea that somehow the things that they're ranting about have nothing to do with them.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, that's why I carry my rubber chicken all over the world, and I, I hold it what well, 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 what's this
0: rubber chicken? Tell <laughs> oh, us about the okay. rubber chicken. Well, I, right.
1: I am known for this. I've been featured in the Nikkei Business Press and in magazines with this rubber chicken here and in Poland and in Japan. I hold the rubber chicken at shoulder height, and I release it, and I let it drop, and I ask people, what made the chicken fall? You know what they say, twilio? They say, gravity, gravity, gravity. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know there's always gravity. There's always things outside of our control. Uh, so is there anything else that could possibly explain it? And they, they puzzle a while, and then they finally go, oh, you released it. Hell yes. There's always gravity. Hold on to the freaking chicken. Don't blame gravity. Ask, how did I contribute to what's happening? And how can I contribute to making positive difference?
0: Okay, so the this idea that, you hold on to or you let go of the chicken, it's completely in your hands, in your control. Yes. But most people think that when things are out of control in their lives, it's because of quote unquote gravity, i.e. somebody else's problem. Someone else's the cause. But you're saying that's not the case. Well, You're totally always the cause.
1: There always, There's always gravity. There's a boss. There's the, you need to pay the mortgage. There's the relationship you shouldn't have gone into. The person who maybe is being abusive or, or there's, you know, taxes. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that are outside of our control. And there's the body we were born with. There's the intelligence that we have access to. There's our life history, our family history. There are things outside of our control. And if we focus on that, we're screwed. We need to focus on what do I control? What am I contributing to this? There's always some way that we are choosing something about our life. Now, I wouldn't tell that to somebody suffering from cancer, right? You don't want to say, see, you chose your cancer. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, look, you can choose now how to deal with it. I mean, I'm helping one organization that helps kids with cancer learn how to do photography. It's called Pablove.org. And they help kids process their cancer. And these kids are champions. They're heroes. They're not sitting around feeling sorry for themselves. They're taking photographs and they're doing gallery shows and art shows and talking about their, their journey through photography. It's incredibly inspiring.
0: You know, I really appreciate the acknowledgement that there are times where you've been dealt a, a bad hand. You're, you're just facing a lot of obstacles that are not within your control. Some could be the way you were raised, the environment you grew up in. Some could be external circumstances that are, again, outside of your control. You work for a company, you're not really in control of your fate. or what's going on there. Yeah. But how we respond is within our control. You know, I always say to people, how you were raised is not on you, but how you choose to continue to live your life is. Right. On. So, how does this relate to? achieving the impossible how does just how does the holding on to the chicken letting go of the chicken relate to achieving the impossible well it's a little bit
1: of a winding path to connect the dots but come with me if you will on this journey tulio
0: let's do it let's all right let's
1: do it together all right so suppose you have an idea you know some big crazy dream what's one of your big crazy dreams tulio you think oh man that could never happen it's not realistic but if it would happen woohoo
0: Well, I had this idea for a long time of creating this sort of uh, farm where people who are down and out, uh, who have, for whatever reason, falling on hard times, can come there, learn new skills, and there would be all kinds of people involved to teach these new skills. uh, And these uh, individuals would earn their keep by basically growing crops and Uh, working together, cooperating together to to essentially contribute to everybody's living. But they would learn new skills, somebody who would learn plumbing, electrical, whatever. And they would leave with these new skills as entrepreneurs starting these businesses. And we'd have sponsors that would create the vehicles to make this happen. This is this dream of this vision of my give back moment I've had for a long time.
1: Now, so you truly believe that's highly unlikely or darn near impossible, right? Pretty close. Okay, good. Yeah. So the first thing you might do is say, okay, you can make a list of all the things that would stop you and all the reasons why not. That's great. And what I love to do is start with that, say, here, make a list of all the reasons why not, why it's not practical. Your, Your friends would roll their eyes, your parents would caution you, and your colleagues would say, please be realistic. And then I get people to look at that list and say, all right, now let's circle all of the facts, all of the facts. Now, a fact is something that everybody in the entire world would agree upon. And they stand there in front of this list, Tulio, and I say, do you not understand what I'm saying? And they, and they go, uh, well, there aren't any facts. That's right. There's almost no facts. Gravity is a fact. All right. But most of the things stopping us have nothing to do with facts, things like gravity. It's all made up in our head. It's a story we tell ourselves. And then let me give you the real uh, punchline here. You go and you tell your idea. To someone like me, and I'll tell you what, Tulio, you were talking for less than two minutes. I already have an idea who who I can connect you to, to take a step in the direction of this. (laughs) And, And then the real clincher is, if you tell your idea to another human being, and they say, oh, Tulio, come on, that's not possible, and they give you some reasons why not, I want you to just consider, how much does one single human being know Out of all knowledge, all wisdom, all information on the entire planet, how much does one person know? What percent? Just give me a rough guess.
0: Oh, little. I don't know. (laughs) Less than a percent. Yeah, 0.00 something
1: percent, most people say. And if you tell your idea to somebody and they cannot immediately think of a way how to do it, they'll say it's not possible or it's unrealistic. Now, something in the other 99.999% that they don't know could make it possible, could make it realistic, could ma- even easy. So you would never listen to somebody kill your idea if you realize they only knew 0.001% of everything.
0: That's right. Okay, so what are you saying? I'm saying don't is, trust other people's opinions. Well, I'm
1: saying that we are making up a story in our heads. Yes, there are facts Yes, there are gravity, but when you look at these things more closely, the things that are really stopping us from doing what seems impossible are really made-up stories in our head. It's not gravity. It's not like we can't change it. It's not like we don't have any control over it, and it's not like there aren't ways to do it just because the first hundred people we talked to couldn't think of a way to do it. I mean, those people all each knew 0.001%, so you maybe covered 0.1% of the human knowledge base. So we give up too soon. We think if we can't imagine how to do something in the first few minutes, hours, or days, that we just assume it's impossible. And I'll tell you why that's so dangerous, Tolio. If you say things like, well, let's look at Lord Kelvin, one of my favorite physicists. Lord Kelvin, he was a physicist and mathematician, President of the British Royal Society, and in 1890 something, he says, "Heavier than air flying machines are impossible." Now, come on! <laughs> I notice he doesn't say uh, heavier than air flying machines are are very complex and may rely on technology that takes hundreds or thousands of years to develop, and I might barely comprehend. No, no, he says it's impossible because he cannot personally imagine how to do it. And Tulio. Do you realize that when he said this, there were birds?
0: Right. Well, I, I think it's interesting. Even the most brilliant minds could be brilliant, but robotic of only one thing. I mean, even Einstein, as brilliant as he was, was only seeing one aspect uh, where Sir Isaac Newton kind of took it to a whole other level. So. How do you people break through this, right? This is obviously very common. Yes. Probably 99% of the population yes. suffers from one form of, I can't see it. Sure. I can't even envision it. Yes. So, but clearly that's not the case. So, but how do people break through? How do you help people? Once you show yeah. them all the logic and all the reasoning, <laughs> there's still a sort of belief, right? Uh, okay. That's great. But I still have this feeling that I can't get through okay. So how do you get through them? How do you get past well, it? Well, it takes
1: about a day. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. That's pretty yeah. fast. So you start off by saying, hey, get in your car and rip out the rearview mirror. Toss it in the street. We don't need that anymore. We don't need to see where we've been. We're going to only look to the future. And then you use what's called lateral thinking. De Bono was made famous for this kind of lateral thinking. And you do it sort of like jumping off a cliff, and while you're falling and screaming, you grow wings and learn how to fly. And uh, <laughs> Doesn't that sound exciting?
0: I think that was, uh, I think that was Twitter's founder. Where he says uh, doing a startup is like jumping off a cliff and uh, building the parachute on your uh, way down. That's right.
1: So what you do is you jump to the future, and you create a clear and vivid image. You imagine in high definition what exactly would it look like feel like taste like smell like and sound like and you hallucinate and you don't do this alone because as Barbara Sher said many years ago isolation is the dream killer so you get somebody like me who's a generous listener and when you're hallucinating this crazy view of the future of this farm where people go to develop entrepreneurship skills that lift them out of the chaos of their former lives I say a couple of magic words that's a great idea Tulio interesting tell me more And then I just shut up and go, huh, Hmm. interesting. Hmm, What else? Wow. What might that make possible? What would that allow for? Help me understand. And 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes later, if you're still talking, I keep you talking. You know, it's weird. After a few minutes, maybe even less than an hour, you start to think, hey, wait a second. That idea. This is possible. You think it's possible. Even you You start start to believe. And the people you're talking to are saying, oh, heck, yeah, I already know three people I want to make you connect with so you can get this done.
0: Brilliant. You're like a shaman without the microdosing. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant. I mean, the power of visualization, but then, I mean, the way you describe it, you let them taste it, feel it, experience it. As if it's happened already. Well,
1: oh, yeah, and now, now the reason this works, and
0: those, and that connects them to the yeah. reality that it is.
1: Well, possible. and and so the reason this works, just look around your office right now, Tolia Look around your office now. Stare back at the phone and don't cheat. Did you see anything yellow? Now look for no. something yellow. Look around, find something yellow. Spotted yep. That's how it works. So you put the clear, vivid image. Of the future you want to create in your brain, and now you're like a fish that suddenly discovers water. Holy cow! I'm swimming in it, and now you're swimming in a field of possibilities that you were blind
0: to. It's like when you buy a certain car brand and model and all of a sudden you see exactly. Everywhere. Never noticed them before. But suddenly now you everyone everywhere.
1: went out and bought the same kind of cars. You weird, isn't it?
0: <laughs> exactly. It's so weird.
1: And the All other right. way the so, other way you can do that really is very helpful is you make a collage. I teach a workshop called Creating a Vision of Your Freaking Fabulous Future. I do it every month now. And you visualize that future. You make a collage of the future. You hang it up somewhere. You see it every day. And then you do a news report from the future, headlines from the future. And you talk to an audience of thinking partners, generous listeners who say, yeah, sure, why not? I can totally see you doing that. And you, and you talk about it in the powerful, positive, present tense as if it's already happening because our brains don't know the difference between what's really happening and something that's made up.
0: You know, you said something interesting there. I want to repeat that. Our brains don't know the difference between something that's actually happening right now versus something that's about to happen or could happen or will happen. That's Right. Versus just, so right. fantasy or reality, the brain doesn't decipher the two, it just looks at them as scenes.
1: Right. And if you're going to program your brain with a pattern, you might as well program you know, your brain with something that's powerful, that's positive, that inspires you to be living in the future, not with the negative self talk. I mean, the, the noise in my head, oh my gosh, sometimes I ask people, does it not? Noise... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right. So Kimberly, how did you have this breakthrough for yourself? I mean, obviously you've gone through this journey where you were like, I hate what's happening here, but couldn't see how responsible or how much you were contributing to it. What was the journey for you to come to this understanding? I mean, this is powerful stuff. This is the kind of thing where in a one day workshop, people could have a breakthrough. Uh, you don't just get there by reading a book, right? So what was the right. motion for you? To, I, uh... <laughs> to, what was your breakthrough I was
1: like? so lucky. I met this woman named Sherry Reem, and she said, hey, why don't we do a mastermind group together? Every week we'll get together for an hour. And we did for a year. For an hour, we met at my house, and I would hallucinate for a half an hour about my crazy, fabulous future. Yeah, I can totally see you doing that. Well, tell me more about Well, heck yeah. I can imagine the audience rising to their feet and cheering you as you walk onto your keynote speech. And I was like, seriously? And she believed for me when I couldn't believe for myself. And then she would talk for a half an hour about her big crazy dreams that she couldn't imagine could ever happen. I would say, well, that doesn't seem so unusual. Of course you can do that. Well, here's a couple of ideas. And we did that for each other every week for a year. And at the end of that week, every week we'd write stuff down that seemed impossible. And then a few months later, we'd be looking at the list going, Oh, my gosh, we're not asking big enough. And by the end of the year, we were saying things like, we got to ask for world peace and end to hunger, clean water for everybody, uh, shelter, education, health care. We were not asking big enough because everything we were asking for was happening, Tulio.
0: So, Kimberly, is this really the difference between the dreamers and the doers?
1: Well,
0: Just the doers believe you know, in manifesting what they're thinking, I'm a about? big
1: believer of dreaming and doing I, I think uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. So I, hmm. I like to put down <laughs> a list of here's 10 possible things before breakfast, and then work real hard to help other people achieve their dreams and help achieve my dreams and and, you know, kick the ball down the road a bit. And I call it, what do I call it? Uh, failing forward, lurching fitfully in the direction of your goals and dreams. And it's a kind of crazy path. It's not clean. It's messy. And there's setbacks and disappointments. And once in a while, you just got to sink into the icy couch of despair and get back up and get going like, like a baby learning to walk. I mean, you don't just fall down 10 times and then decide to crawl for the rest of your life.
0: Sometimes some of your greatest life lessons are in that couch of despair. You're right. I have a rule. I I have a rule. I allow myself only 24 hours at a time when that (laughs) happens. And I go as deep into that couch as Uh I possibly can to uncover what the heck I'm supposed to learn there. And then after 24 hours, I move on because it's a luxury. It's a big luxury to stay in that couch. And I don't I can't afford it more than 24 hours. But um, one thing I'm hearing, a common thread. let, Let me know what you think about this is in all of these things. Relationships play a big part in your ability to make the impossible possible. Meaning, you can't do this alone. Is that a common thread? People learning to work with others, whether oh, they work yeah. with a coach or a mentor. I mean, walk me right. through that, because I mean, some people are so they think that independence is the key to everything, right? But some are actually going at it alone. And struggling Mm -hmm. because everything is about relationships. So uh, can you tell me a bit more? (laughs) Did you learn that about yourself and the people that you're meeting? Like, is there a common thread that the more relationships you have, the more, you know, uh, successful you become as well?
1: I'll tell you what, Tulio, we're playing a team sport. You wouldn't play baseball with one guy against a team of nine, right? And you sure wouldn't play with nine great catchers against a a full team of multi-talented people. Uh, again, you can't see the back of your own head. You need a thinking partner. You need a coach. You need a mentor. You need sponsors. It's a team sport. And uh, the mastermind group concept is really cool. Well, you're a coach. I mean, how do you bring people through the valley of despair and to the mountain of hope and
0: possibility? Yeah, you know, Kimberly, it was about 12, 13 years ago that I was blessed to be part of a circle, a circle of men. It was all about learning how to be uh, leaders, how to be better fathers, how to be better uh, husbands, how to just be a better human being, right? Removing a lot of the toxicity that a lot of men carry with them, with nonsense that they believe in. And the one thing I learned was how powerful it was to be vulnerable and to be open, to be raw, to take the mask off, to let someone actually see your wounds. And the the thing that came up for me was this idea that uh, you have When you open up to someone, they literally play the the role of an angel in your life. Because all they're doing is allowing you to see things by asking you questions that you would otherwise be blind to. And so that's the beauty in being a coach or a mentor or even a therapist. Therapists obviously do a different kind of work. It's more mental health related. But the one common thing I've discovered is if people are open you actually play this miraculous angel in their life because you're just, you have the tools, you have the technology to help them break through their own limitations. And it doesn't mean that you are smarter than them or that you're more capable than them. It doesn't work that way. It's just having that person who plays a reflection, a mirror for you. Hopefully they've had some training, they've had some experience that can help you uh, beyond just being the mirror is key. So anyone listening to this, I mean what's coming out for me is clear. Ask for help. Tap into people who, who've done it before, who've developed the tools and heck, reach out to Kimball. <laughs> she she'll she'll help you get back to building hey, your chicken.
1: Antulio, you're absolutely right. You have to reach out to others leading from a position of vulnerability turns out to be a very good strategy. And by the way, when you let people help you, it strengthens your relationship. So one plus one is three. I'm always talking about let's make the pie bigger. Let's not argue over the crumbs. And I do hope that people will reach out to me. Uh, Look for me on buymeacoffee.com Kimberly Camp spelled with two K's. And I'm looking forward to helping people achieve what seems impossible, but was merely difficult. And eventually we'll just be waiting for budget approval. (laughs)
0: Kimberly, it's been great to have you as my guest today. I'll make sure all the contact information is on the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Stay safe.